All right, so you all may remember a couple months ago we talked about, um, we shared with you that the staff and elders had had our annual planning retreat, and, and it was really just a continuation of a number of weeks of planning, months of planning, and which has been followed since then by more digging in and, and thinking about not only where we are as a body, sort of who we are as a body, where we're heading. And so today I'm going to tee up what will be a series of updates over the next three weeks where we, we share with you um, where the leadership of the church sort of sees where we're going both in the near term and, and as much as we can responsibly, even looking beyond that a bit. And so let me, let me walk you through this first slide. Um, there we go. Uh, it's happened over three weeks, and I'll walk into more what that'll look like. We're going to focus on three primary areas. Now, we, as you can imagine, have thought about many things over these last number of months, but we've bucketed them in three sort of primary ways. Church growth, I'll double back to that. Staffing and leadership development. Um, there's a lot underneath that. Um, and over the next three weeks, we'll use those sort of as umbrella categories, but we'll talk to you about lots of things. Uh, the format will be the same for each one. Um, there will be an opening section that talks about where we've been with regard to these primary areas, um, where we are now, which is in need of batteries, um, where we're going, and implications, as you can imagine, uh, there are going to be implications to, you know, how we think about the future and, and resources and needs and, and uh, that sort of thing. So, but let me give you a little color. I, I brought some notes on what each of those will look like, taking church growth as the first one. So we are keenly aware that we have some challenges related to growth. Wonderful, wonderful challenges to have, but we know we have parking issues, and you all probably know that as well. Uh, we know on a given occasion we may have problems with uh, classroom capacity and seating capacity, and that's worked its way through just a myriad of, of, of ways that are uh, hitting this sort of size for this property has challenged us. And, you know, we sent, I don't know how many families up to the church plant, some 75 folks or something like that, and very quickly we banged that ceiling again. And so we're going to have a week. In fact, Larry next week is going to talk much about that, much about church growth uh, from a very practical standpoint, um, talking about how we got to where we are today um, and give some proposition or, or propose you know, what we see is coming next, not only in the very near term, um, but midterm, and ultimately put before you some ideas that are a little more uh, out there in terms of you know, two, three, five years, something like that. Uh, we know this has been something y'all have been uh, interested in reasonably, understandably. And so we want to talk to you very explicitly about how we see growth. The second area is staffing. Um, look, we're in a bit of transition now. You all know that on staff, but this really predates the, this immediate transition. This is really as we've been evaluating uh, our profile as a church, our mission, our, char our charter here. Uh, we've been thinking about that for really for years. And, and even in recent months, we've spent a lot of time thinking about how do we staff to get to sort of accomplish our mission for where we are at this time. And so two weeks from today, Keith will talk about that, talk a little bit how, how we historically structured or staffed, uh, and then talk about how what we see as maybe strengths and weaknesses of the current model and give you some sense of how we would go forward uh, in all things staffing. And then finally, with regard to leadership development, which is not just about internal leadership development, elders and deacons and, and, and that sort of thing, um, teachers, but this is really sort of outside of our walls as we think about how we 
with this very unique sort of opportunity sitting here in the shadow of a seminary with these wonderful families coming through, uh, with these uh, young men that are being prepared for the work of ministry. Many of them come into this place for a season. And so we think there's a unique opportunity for us to develop some of those. And really, um, we can impact churches, not just by planting churches, but by effectively planting future pastors, by equipping them and serving them. And we think that season here is very valuable. And so to that point, uh, Levy is going to give a flyover of not only how we've thought about leadership development in the past and currently, but he's going to talk about that going forward. So that's what you're going to get over the next three weeks uh, in that format, in those topics. And I believe, I think the elders and staff would say, y'all are going to be, I think, pretty excited about it. It will answer many of the questions that you've been asking us, or at least give us the best answers we have today. Uh, I will submit that we don't have you know, we don't have, we didn't find any tablets out in the field that give us, you know, some absolute answers to the future. Some of y'all got that. Um, the rest of you just thought that was weird. Um, and, and we know that while, you know, man makes a plan, God orders steps. And so we're making the best plan we can given uh, who we are at this time in this place. And, uh, and we, will, we will trust God to order our steps because we'd rather have his ordering uh, obviously, than our plan. Now, with that said, let me move to my second slide, and second final slide. Uh, only one more slide, but it has 39 subpoints. just to give you. Um, I want to call out three needs that we're going to have, and, and these are three needs that I want to get you thinking about, we want to get you thinking about as you listen to these various topics covered. Uh, first, and, and maybe foremost, we're going to need to communicate. Let me just put these three out here right quick. Um, Obviously, with, when it comes to communication, we're going to make sure that we're available uh, as we deliver that, not only um, the next three weeks, but even this morning. So what, I, what I'll share with you this morning, if you want to talk to us, we'll be down here afterward and, of course, available throughout the week to, to dig in, both to answer questions or to clarify where maybe I was not clear or, or you just need some additional color. Um, right along with that, we're going to look for your input. You know, we recognize God has given much wisdom to the body. We, we know, as you all know, that all wisdom doesn't rest with the elders and staff. So we're very thankful that there's a lot of wise folk in this body. And so we're going to welcome not only your questions, but your, your counsel. Uh, we ain't above that. And so we will appreciate that as you share it with us. And then finally, in a very practical way, uh, over these next three weeks, each speaker will be given not only a bit of a summary statement in writing, uh, but there will be some frequently asked questions prepared in advance uh, to sort of try to expect what the questions might be around growth and staffing and leadership development. But our goal is to bathe this entire thing as, as we would do with anything in leadership and communication. So we want to be together as we think about our future, uh, by all means. The, the second thing that I'm going to call out as a primary need, and, and I'm going to spend a little time on this one practically, um, is we're going to need in this new future, in, this, in these coming years, to stretch. And, and if you're visiting here today, and this is your first time here, and you hear uh, some bald-headed guy talk about finances and giving, I, I trust you, we don't talk about this much. Uh, arguably, we don't talk about it enough. The Bible talks about it a gracious plenty. But we are far from a church that gets up and says, hey, y'all give some more money. But I will tell you that as we think about these three topics, none of them are free. Um, so we're going we're gonna to need the body to be faithful in its giving. And we, we've been only called to what the scriptures call us to. So with that said, uh, let me make some comments on what it means to stretch financially. 
We would expect in 15 that we will spend more than we did in 14. That's not historically how we've seen the world. Historically, we say this was what we, uh, the, the, the monies that came in last year, and that becomes sort of the jump-off point. That's really the number we have to work with this year. But I'll give you in a moment some very practical reasons we think we're going to need to spend more. Not tons more. And, and I would not, you shouldn't expect this to, you know, we're not going to launch a campaign where Tom will, you know, pray over some handkerchiefs and you can buy them for $29.95. Um, I don't think that we're going to have, it's funny, I was in uh, Greenville yesterday um, visiting family and we went to Parker's Barbecue because that's what you do um, if you're a Christian. And, <laughs> and so, and I noticed these posters, there were posters in there about these evangelists coming to the local whatever. It was very exciting and people regaled in beautiful clothes. And, and there was a cover charge, um, which I thought was bizarre, for the morning session of $65. And for the evening session, there was a $25 charge to get into the praise and worship service. And I thought, now I know the economy's bad, but now it's 25 bucks to worship the Lord. I mean, that's really, um, we, we won't, nobody will confuse us with that. Because the fact is, we are a pretty conservative financial bunch. We're going to continue to be a pretty conservative financial bunch. In, in, in general in stewardship, but particularly with regard to debt, risk, things like that. I think as a, as a body, the staff and elders, as I believe this body is, as we're representative, we're not, we're not sort of crazy spenders. Uh, we, we believe in personal stewardship and we believe in body stewardship. But it might mean, though, that we spend a little more than we did in previous years. And then we, I, I want to give you some reasons why. Again, batteries would be one of the primary things we're, we're going to need more for batteries. Um, I'll give you in a second three practical reasons why we believe we're going to need the body um, to support a little bit more financially in the coming year than in the previous year. And let me say, I think the elders would all agree with me, staff would agree with me, that we have a, a just a wonderful body, a faithful body, and um, like Paul, we can say that many of you excel in the grace of giving. So do not hear for one second that this is sort of a, y'all rascals all need to pony up. We have many, many faithful givers here, and we're thankful for that. What I would submit to you is we don't need the faithful uh, to give more. We need more to be faithful. Let me, let me repeat that. We, we don't need the faithful givers in our church to dig deeper. That's not the message you're hearing today. We do need more people to be faithful givers. And, and statistically, and you know, the fact is the leadership of the church, we don't know what people give. I don't know what you give. Hopefully you don't know what I give. Uh, we do have access to the same statistics that are published that everybody does. And just looking over some of those this week, I noticed that um, the bottom uh, in terms of the giving, if you separate kids and visitors and all that, just think in terms of giving units, families, households, adults. The, the, if you look at it as a range, the bottom 20, almost 21%, 20, 21% give one half of 1% of the given in the church. And that sounds like a statistic you'd get out there, the church out there somewhere. But that's right here at Fox Road, Christ Covenant. Some fifth of our folks give one half of 1% of the giving. Now, it's not popular to say such things, to talk about such things in church, but we're not, we're only talking about, you know, um, biblical giving. You know, we're not, we're not having a debate about, you know, is it, off the, is it a tithe off the gross or the net or anything like that. We're just calling our body to commit to, to do what we said we do when we join this church. 
and to do what the Bible calls us to do, which is to support the work of the Lord. Um, everybody won't give the same amount. We get that, and people have tough seasons. We get that. But 2 Corinthians 8 would remind us that we're all to give and support. And so, again, let me make the point that as we think about this new future and these things that we're going to need to invest in, we're not saying, hey, you're giving faithfully today. We need you to notch it up. We're saying, no, we need to give as a body. Y'all got that one? Um, that's, let, me, let me touch on some of those reasons, those sort of reasons that, that we expect to give more, and I think you'll understand a little more practically. Um, one, I, I just have three in the presentation. One's we need to invest uh, in our people, and the example given is, is health care. The fact is our staff is not exempt from the macro economy and the effects that health care is having on everybody. And we believe we have a wonderful staff. I think you all would agree with that. We're thankful for our staff. And we don't think their pay should go down just because health care costs are going up. So, you know, forget the Bible talking about, you know, double honor. We're just talking about keeping folks whole. It's going to cost more money to pay for insurance this year and next year and the year after that. And so we're going to have to, just like in our own personal lives, it's going to cost more in health care. It's going to cost more in health care here. That's just basically taking care of folks. We're going to need to invest in ministries, and, and particularly I think about interns there. Um, the leverage we get, and I apologize for using the business term, the, the, the value we get out of investing uh, modestly in an intern program that can be carried not only across this, this country, but around the globe. It's just a bargain. And we're going to call this body to invest more in that very high-value uh, ministry opportunity. And you'll hear more about that when... I think Levy uh, talks about his part. And then finally, we're going to invest more in our body, and it's going to take more money. And again, if you're trying to figure out how much more, we don't know. We're not talking 30 40 50% increase. We're not talking about anything gargantuan or maybe even statistically a, huge, a, a relevant number. But it won't be exactly what it was last year because think about this last one. Uh, that macro economy that I mentioned, it's affected our people. Um, I, I will say, uh, you know, just thinking personally, in the six years that I've been on the elder board, I've seen more needs for benevolence uh, this year than the previous year or two or three years, and definitely more than five or six years ago. There are just more needs in our body. Uh, people are having more difficulty financially. And we're not talking about people that are just, you know, just spending all the money on Krispy Kremes. I'm talking people that are trying to be faithful with their money, but they're having difficult times. And we are a body. And we're called to help each other. And so the net effect of whether it's health care or investing in intern ministry and opportunity or benevolence of our own and many more things, uh, we don't expect the cost of doing church to be very secular. The cost of running this, this building and these things associated with it, not going down, it's going up. So as we think about these next three weeks, we're going to call you all um, not only to, you know, I think you'll be excited about what you hear, but we're going to call you to faithfulness. And, and another way of uh, we're going to call you to faithfulness is our need to work together. And this is, in many ways, analogous to the previous point about finances. We need this entire body to work together. You know, the fact is, if you're in here today, and, and, and I apologize if you're visiting, this is sort of probably not what you expected, but I'm speaking to our body here today, to our members. If you're a member here at Christ's Covenant today, we believe on the authority of Scripture that you have gifts for use within the body. We believe that. 
And we believe, or right out of Ephesians 2.10, that God has actually prepared works for you to do. And we believe that often, if not typically, happens within the local church. So everybody looking at me, everybody listening to me is gifted to do a work, and we believe that work is generally manifest in the local church. Yet, much like the money, we often have a handful of folk, or maybe a half, or whatever the number is, that carry lots of the freight. And so we're going to call the body to be faithful to work. You know, there are, there are many people, I'll, I'll be candid, I, you know, I'm generally not shy of saying the aggravating things. There are many here who come consistently, who enjoy uh, much about this local body and much of the benefits of attendance and membership, but have not invested themselves. And I would say that that is, that is a failure to walk in faithfulness, not only to the covenant we signed when we joined, but it's failure to be obedient, to use your gifts to serve this local body. And as we think about the end of our days, as we think about what's ahead of us, um, being faithful, whether it's financially or to use your gifts, it's the best thing to do. So we are not, um, Lisa and I used to go to a church where uh, they loved, this lady used to sing this song, which used to drive me bonkers. Uh, it was called, Let Me Burn Out For You, Dear Lord. Y'all ever heard that song? And she sang it real slow, and it was kind of like, let me burn out. And I was just like, you know, like that. <laughs> Um, we, we are not a church that calls people to burn out. We do not call y'all. We do not want y'all to be, you know, doing 10 jobs, eight of which you're miserable in. That's one of the wonderful things about this church. We're not trying to get you to break down because we wear you out. We want you to know your gifts. We want you to use your gifts in joy. We want you to be faithful at it and then go home and be faithful there. So, just like with the finances and just like with the, with the working and using our gifts, we're not calling the faithful few to do more. We're calling more to be faithful. I want to make, that's I think the fourth time I said that, Tom. That's the, big, that's the punchline. As we think about this future, and you're going to hear some neat stuff. I'm about finished. You're going to hear some really cool stuff coming our way, and I think you're going to be encouraged by it. But it's stuff for us to take up as a body. It's stuff for us to communicate about, to be faithful to, and in fact, to seek God's face on. So even as we get ready for pastoral prayer, um, I would call you all to pray about all of this and to look forward to these next three weeks. And uh, we'll be praying for you all as you hear it, that we communicate accurately. And again, if you have any questions about any of it, please come straight to us. We'd appreciate that. Thanks.